I'm fired, aren't I? Oh, you think? Welcome to Barely Educated, the podcast that tells you all you want to know about the Chicago Bears. And oh my, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Big day in the history of the Chicago Bears. The house has been cleaned, but what has been left in its place? So let's talk about this. Uh, I'm Chris Deichler. With me on another end of the country is Mark Jansen. Hey, Mark, how are you? I'm good, Chris. The Bears managed to both bleach the house and somehow immediately reinsert new stains. <laughs> I don't know how they managed this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shut up already. Oh, come on. That, that was my day. Yeah. Well, let's start. <laughs> so, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a podcast by fans, sort of for fans. We don't pretend to be journalists or people who do analytics for football websites for our career. We don't it have was sources. an interesting day, though, to be a fan who's really into researching this stuff and following it closely and analyzing both what is done and what is said. And, man, the Bears gave us a day, didn't they? Yes. It was a up and down, really up at first and then really down and since. <laughs> I'm mostly it, better now. Are you? Okay. I go really, ahead with what you wanted to start with. No, I, well, I really enjoyed uh, listening to the George McKeskey press conference while following what you were throwing up on our Twitter, our barely <laughs> educated Twitter. That, that throwing that up great. as in like tossing it out to the world oh. or vomiting. Wow. That was, maybe oh. you were, you were throwing up because you were throwing up perhaps. Yeah. So the big news, of course, is that the Bears have parted ways with general manager Ryan Pace and head coach Matt Nagy. The news broke in the opposite order. The news broke with Nagy first. You're fired. And then Pace. I don't know if there's anything to pull I out of that. We all just sort of knew Nagy, right? Yeah. But uh, Pace, so... it was uncertain. You know, we no one really knew for mm -hmm. sure if Pace was going to go or not, but he is gone. You're fired. So let's, yeah, credit where it's due first. The story is still first and foremost that they got rid of them both. Yes. And that's a big deal because to do this right, at least the baseline of doing this whole process correctly is not burdening a head, new head coach with an old GM again, a la Lovey and Emery. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Or the, the opposite of it or whatever, you know, like just whenever you do this, it needs to be people on the same page that come in basically together. And of course, the first step to doing that is firing the both of them that were there previous. Yep. So this was good. Agreed. It is the right decision. And it was a hard decision, especially pace. I, I mean, only pace, really. I think for the for McCaskey and Ted and whoever else was doing the decision making. And uh, and I think that getting that right is the main story of the day, despite all the nonsense in the press conference, which we'll obviously get to. <laughs> but this is still overall a good thing because you're not likely to get the best candidate as a head coach unless it's 
pace brings you Sean Payton. Of course, that's now dead. It was never really much of a chance. Right. But you're not going to get a great coach who's like, I don't know if I want to work with pace. Like that could have limited you enough that this is all the right decision. And seven years is long enough to say he's not good enough at this job at all the things that it involves. Seven years, one winning season, zero playoff wins. When you think of that or, you know, read that, that's that tells you all you need to know right there, right? I mean, those are the numbers. No playoff wins in seven years? Something's not working. Yeah, the, the whole thing isn't working. And so before, you know, we're going to rant quite a bit about that press conference, I imagine. <laughs> before we get to that, I just want to make it perfectly clear. It's still a good day for Bears fans because you weren't going anywhere with this regime. And though it's not the perfect day because of some of the other things that we'll talk about, you are closer to a Super Bowl by acknowledging that you need new football people in charge than you would have been had they not done this. Yeah. Did you hear uh, on the score today, Boomer throw out the, he said, well, Matt Nagy did have a winning record. I wanted to turn off the country road and into a barn when I heard that. <laughs> Just stay in the barn forever. Stay in the barn. Boomer like, is either really interesting or just horrible. Like, how do you? I don't like know. He's not the meme that Hub is, but I don't have much use for his analysis on the score. I much prefer his generic TV stuff. Yeah, I, I just don't I think he's really bad on the Bears. Very, yeah. It, it's kind of that out of town stupid, maybe, I guess, where uh, what you say about reading box scores or box score, uh, what's the term you use? Box score, um, box score analysis. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just looking at those numbers and like, you know, it's a, that doesn't tell the whole story. He started 12 and four because of an all time great defense. That 18 bears defense was I mean, phenomenal. I guess I would ask boomer. Can you point to anything that shows that the bears are making tangible progress well, exactly towards the it. Super Bowl? Yeah. That's, no, like stop. Just, that's just a terrible take. Though I didn't hear it. I listened to a lot of the score. I did have a committee meeting that went for like an hour and a half mm. in the afternoon. Love those. Committee so that meetings. was my my score Bears coverage gap. But I think you needed. I'd it, had though. I'd had my <laughs> fill. I think. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So. So that's, we're, of course, the lead is, is the firings. And, and that's think, good. We agree that that's good. Yeah, I mean, Pace did some things well, but not enough things. Yeah, but, I mean, it's pretty simple from where I sit in that sense. And there aren't that many defenders of Pace. Friend of the show, Max Markham is one, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Um, but I think most people realize that, that though there were, again, a few things Pace did well, it just it wasn't enough. And I think... The real story there is the Bears actually doing what the difficult thing for them on this in a way, which I hope, and I was hoping this for a few hours, would bode well for what comes next. And also, I'd like to point out that I wore my Bears socks, my, (laughs) my Navy dress pants, and my Navy and orange plaid shirt. These are all things I only do when they win. But I woke up this morning and said, the Bears are going to win this day. They're going to fire both of them. Well, they did do that part. And that worked for the morning. So what, what was the first point that your stomach just sank? 
you know, where oh, you realize, oh, no, no here we go. What was that first moment? I'll tell you where I had that first uh-oh moment. But I want to see if we had the same. Oh, I had a bunch of them. Uh, actually, my first one was the very beginning of it. His written pre-planned statement where he begins okay. with JD's yes. passing, which was, you know, is like my first chance to talk to you since. That was good. Then he brings up poor JD's son. Mm-hmm. And then he transitioned to Matt Nagy's son getting booed by the fans and then used that as a chance to chide the fan base in his opening statement. That yeah. I thought was very poor form, especially the JD segue thing. And I'm sorry, George, I'm not responsible for what high schoolers do in their student section at a high school football game. It's not like the Bears fans at Soldier Field were like, fire Nagy. And his son sucks. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> th- th- this had nothing to do with Bears fans, really. It was a student section at a high school. And even worse was bringing the guilt, trying to guilt everyone with, with yeah. the parental angle of JD's passing. I was like, George, what on earth are you doing leading the press conference with that? That was a bit awkward. Absolutely. The other For moment sure. I hated... And we all thought it was oh, just this, George. Yeah. Yes. And then Ted's there, as it turns out. That was it. That was the moment for me when we, uh, yeah. I can't remember so if I read it. Early or too. I, or heard it and th- that Ted Phillips is also here. I thought, oh, no. Oh, no. And then there were four things I truly hated him oh, doing. Oh, lay him up And there. a bunch of little smaller ones I thought were hilariously stupid. But I'm like four big ones I couldn't stand. Ted being there was another one. Um. <laughs> Then there was, this is the other one that I thought was really bad, and I'm so sick of hearing it, and that's why I've been tweeting about it a little bit today. I'm not an evaluator. I'm just a fan. (laughs) You're the owner. Your family have been the owners for like 40 years, and before that, Hallis. So why are none of you football people? I I mentioned Cousin Nate, and I talked about this a couple weeks back. But like, the Maras until recently, we're much better at this. The Roonies are way better at this. The Bidwells used to be terrible, and now they're okay at it. Like, in terms of this, like, founding families thing, I think you can say that Bears aren't doing too hot. So it's like, I get that there's a bunch of incompetent owners, but some of them are relatively new to the idea of owning an NFL team. But the Bears are not. I don't want to hear that you're a fan, George. I want to hear that you know how to run a football organization because your family's been doing it forever. And yes, you're not a coach, but you do understand certain realities. Don't, don't pander to me by saying you're one of us. Get out of here. Do you think he's... I hated that. Do you think that in his mind, he's trying to connect with the yes, average Bears Yes, for fan? sure. Uh, yeah. it's not, but not like a malicious... like. No, it's more of a... We're all in this together. I, I agree. And I, I and I do believe that. I think he's sincere in that. But yeah, you don't want to hear that from the... I, yeah, I don't think know. he's lying. I would like to know why you know, none of them are being like, all right, I'm going to take it over. I'm 20. I love football. I'm going to go learn everything I can about football. And when I'm 35, I'm going to be the best executive this franchise has had. Maybe there is a grandkid that... Uh... But I mean, they're not just fans. That's absurd. Yeah. 
and they aren't coaches, but they are evaluators and they should be evaluators. They should be at the very minimum good enough at analyzing the trends in the league to get on board with them instead of always being behind them. Even if they're not like, oh man, do we want to mug the A gap with two linebackers or one on this kind <laughs> of formation? I get that, but that, that's not even what I'm talking about. Yeah. Just acknowledge that this is the family business and it and take some pride in getting good at it. And I just thought it was a very awkward thing to hear the ownership say, which was one of the themes of the conf- of the press conference. Awkward. Very. Okay, so that was three. Yep. You want to guess the fourth thing that actually angered me, not just made me roll my eyes? Uh, calling Olin Krutz a liar? Yep, calling Olin Krutz a liar, and that's already blowing up in their faces as there's all these tweets by people I respect, like Adam Hogue, people connected to the team really well, even if I disagree with them a lot, like Brad Biggs, and they are saying lots of players, former players, are reaching out, and they're upset about it. Ooh. Oh, George. How dare you, sir? Oh, can George. I put, can I put on my PR hat yet again? Yes. George, would you like some advice on how to answer the question about Olin? (laughs) Here we go, George. Uh, You know, I heard Olin's comments. I don't entirely remember the details of what we offered. I mean, those kind of things are pretty standard league-wide, and I don't think we deviated from that. Uh, There might have been a miscommunication about the expected, like, workload there. We certainly didn't intend to insult a a Bears legend like Olin. I would have to ask Ryan and Harry Hestad about the details to confirm before I could really make a comment. And since neither one of them are currently employed, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, go out of my way to do that. Uh, perhaps Olin and I can, can talk about this some other time. Everyone would have said, oh, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I mean, this is just not that hard. Mm-hmm. Instead, he basically called him a liar. You don't know me. Do you think it's possible that he was trying to be more like, oh, you know, Olin, he's, you know, not uh, from his funny tone. guy. Maybe if you okay. just read it as a tweet, you'd be like, oh, Olin doesn't get the whole story kind of thing. But his tone was not that joking, affable kind of tone. Plus, he paused for like three and a half hours. Before that was awkward. Answered. Yes, that was awkward. My my blood pressure was rising during that silence. Like, <gasps> let's give going? the let's give the listeners a feel for this. I'm gonna ask you a question. And you okay. pause as long as he did. Chris, how okay. was your day? It was fine. I felt awkward knowing that it was a bit I was doing with you. Like, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> I thought at first my, my stream was dying. I hope I don't. The Bears YouTube, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, why is he not answering? And he straight froze for like 10 seconds, which is forever in that context. So that was bad form. Uh, a few other things from the press conference. What did you think of his answer about who's making the hires? Um, and maybe we should break that down for people too. Yeah, he said that uh, the general manager and coach decision will be his. Ted will not be part of that. Or no, no, no. They, no, he's the, in the. He's he will be there, but he will not answer. The new GM will not answer to Ted. Yeah, it's good Something news, like bad news, right? We yeah. want the GM to not answer to Ted. Yes, it's not obviously that means they answer to the owner. That's fine, good. Yes, 
He said, there's no point getting a president of football ops because it's the same thing as a GM. He said that before. I don't really love that. I wish there were more football people in the building. However, I see the point. Like, yes, it's right, semantics sure. in a sense. The GM is going to do all the football. Ted's out of the way. Yes. Except for Ted is on the four-person help committee to make the hires still. Yes. As well as Lamar Soup Campbell. And Soup. he called him Soup the whole time. Everyone's like, there's a guy named Soup Campbell? Which <laughs> didn't how do he any yeah. mm-hmm. He's actually the most competent guy associated with this thing, I think. Like mm-hmm. The players do talk to him a lot. He's pretty well connected. And then um, Tanisha, is it Adams? What's her last name? Uh, I can't remember. Don't recall um, yeah. who's, who's like their head of diversity? Mm-hmm. Ted, George. And then the other name is Bill Polian. What Which, do you think of Bill Polian? Because um, it's going to be Bill recommending to George, right? That's how this is really going to go. I like that more than uh, Ernie Accorsi. But still, this is a guy who... Uh, uh his heyday was what 15 20 years ago yeah we joked about that on twitter and he's 79 i will say this since the press conference it's grown on me a little bit because bill polian might have lost his fastball with player evaluations but this guy built some darn good teams and knew how to hire a coach yes he did and a lot of one point a lot of people are saying that he, he's going to be bad at this or he's incompetent now because he misevaluated uh, Lamar Jackson saying he shouldn't be a quarterback. Well, good thing he's not in charge of drafting a quarterback. Yeah, but I mean, he still has some issues at the quarterback position with um, you know, throwing to the side still, right? We've talked about that before. Yeah, I mean. So he's got holes in this game. It's not like he said Patrick Mahomes or uh, – it's still a pretty brutal evaluation. I, I but, guess, but to like to me, if, if the point the is, thing, I don't care that much because it's not what the Bears are asking him to do. Yeah, yeah. But it took me a while to process that this guy, this old, this long out of the league, is this involved. Yeah, he has been on TV forever, so he has followed the league and you know analyzed it still. Whereas, of course, he, I think he was just straight up doing nothing, right? Yes. So I think he is better than Acorsi, probably, and I bet he does have more contacts. And see, I believe the Dungy rumors were true, and some of these other there's some other people involved that George wouldn't name. Hmm. And then there were people saying Polian is the reason they were they fired Pace because he was like supposedly pretty adamant about it. Oh, I didn't hear that. Wow. Which fits George Love's pace and would have a hard time doing it. But if Polian's like, no, this is not an acceptable track record for your top football executive. Yeah. So we'll have to see how it shakes out in terms of who they talk to, who they hire, how much does it look like, Pol- you know, Polian's people are involved in all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I will say, after joking around about it on Twitter in the moment, that idea is not terrible. And I will say this too. Isn't that the classic rock and a hard place? George gets up there, says somebody that's out of the league, that's a legend, a Hall of Famer, is going to help him. And people are like, oh, he's been out of the league forever. He's too old. Well, I'm sorry. He can't go interview Bill Belichick for advice on what to do. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. No, no. George gets up there and says, no, I'm not getting a consultant. I'm doing this one myself. What? You just said you were a fan. 
How could you yeah. possibly not get advice? Well, what's he supposed to do here? Right. On on just on that point, I can def- I will defend him a little bit. Yeah. Because I think no matter what he says, people are going to be upset on that. One. Right. That's what I was going to say. People were preconditioned to hate the uh, the press conference. Not that there wasn't stuff to hate, but yeah, you know they came My ready. You know gosh, the, the guns were so drawn. Bad at it, Chris. <laughs> like you can tell, he hates being up there. Yeah. Yeah, which I kind of respect, you know, but uh, yeah. Whoever uh, the PR guy is, besides, um, I can't remember this guy's name, starts with an H, Hogan, something like that. They're terrible. The Bears have awful, awful optics at getting out in front of stories, at handling the media, just the whole PR fiasco. If someone wrote those opening statements for George, they should be fired. Whoever's telling him to, you know, take a shot at Crutes. Right? It's like, gosh, what are we doing, man? Calm uh, down. I think, yeah, that was all clearly, yeah. Uh, that was all George. In right? the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you so think like, if, if anyone's involved in any of that, that they're doing a very bad job, but. what do you think of the question? I can't remember who asked it about, uh, would you look at someone who says, Oh, I don't like Justin Fields. You know, I don't want to. Oh, yeah, that Justin was another Fields. bad moment. Um, before I answer that, yeah. shout out to the Chicago media. I know a lot of their voices and names and stuff, but there are some amazing questions. Mark Potash is always hysterical in these because he just doesn't pull any punches. <laughs> Hogue was really good. Um, Jason Leisure is always good in these. Like, there's a bunch of them that really do a great job not letting them off the hook. And I remember years back when I would be like, the media just let them say whatever they want. You know, they would yeah. irritate me that no one pushed more and i think they did a great job last year and i think they did a great job at this conference too um i I thought that was was another misstep yeah oh ha was hilarious too did you catch where he was muted and george gave him a diss yeah and then ha fired back like yeah it it won't get a better answer anyway or something like that (laughs) i thought though to the fields thing george dropped the ball a bit there not to where i was like super angry like the other ones but he had a chance to simply say, oh, no, we're, we're all in on Justin Fields still. The talent is tremendous. The work ethic matches it. We think he's still going to be a special player. And as for whether we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't want to force a player on any GM, but I think it would be far-fetched for me to think that a GM is good who doesn't think Fields has potential. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's just kind of like, no, they can do whatever they want. We don't care. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? Again, but- I am available to be hired for PR $16 an hour. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. That's I, I want to one up the offer to Olin. That's right. Yeah. What do you think of even asking that question, though? I, I, I just, it's hard for me to process the fact that there are some people already willing to write off Justin Fields. Yeah. And... I do that. I don't particularly like Haw, by the way. Like, I don't think he's that oh, good no. on the radio. I don't either. No. Um, and I think asking a question like that, if it was him or whoever it was, really, it's kind of baiting George. Yes. Like, do you agree with my pessimism or not? You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and isn't it kind of like, I mean, George didn't answer it well, but isn't it, I wonder if anyone else's eyes rolled in the meeting. Like, of course, they're still building around fields. Mm-hmm. They're not going to give up on him just because they fired pace. Like, yeah. 
if they hire a GM and it never came up that they don't believe in fields and then the guy immediately trades fields, I will be absolutely stunned. Yes. If they hire a GM and he gives up on fields after a year or two because he just doesn't think he's developing, you usually get like three years, right? That's when they started to look for Mitch replacements with Foles and everything else. Like mm-hmm. that's not that that's different, but to like act like they aren't going to build around him. Like George didn't know what to do with that question. And it was a stupid question. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's well said. Yeah. And it seems to be a, uh, a train of thought throughout the media in the uh, afternoon show on the score, Danny Perkins made a comment like it seems like Justin Fields isn't a system proof QB like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. And I just thought on what basis do you say that? Because he wasn't great in Matt Nagy's scheme after no preseason reps and uh, getting hung out to dry in his first couple starts. Like why are people already like, Oh, well, clearly we, you know, we can say this about Justin Fields definitively. Help me out with that. I don't understand that. Or don't is it know. Just... We know Parkins loves fields. Right. But so why I didn't did... hear that? The only thing I can think of is he's just that discouraged by the rookie year in a bad system. He couldn't transcend it is all he really means. But I would argue none of these young QBs would transcend the crap that he was around. Not even Herbert. No, that, that's what now, I don't I understand. love Joe Burrow, but like Joe Burrow didn't transcend what the Bengals put him through last year. Right. We did it get hurt. Yeah. Jamar Chase and a bit mm-hmm. more experience. Right. Now he's in the same system, but if you if you expand system from just playbook also to talent around him, uh, yeah, I don't know what the point of that statement is without hearing, I guess, the full context of it. But yeah, I'll try to send it to you later and just there there are definitely other people associated with the Bears who are I don't know. There's a lot I, I, of like Justin Fields had a terrible rookie year. But you know, maybe still be good. I'm like, what's what are you saying? Yeah, what that, we're saying is Justin Fields' rookie year was disappointing, and I'm mad at the Bears for not having Justin's rookie year be more fun. Mm-hmm. He still has all the potential in the world. Fix these two or three things. I, I think my problem is that how many times do you need to see the same quarterback or sorry, different quarterbacks in the same system with the same results each time? And like, how how did you want? Did you want Fields to transcend that so Nagy's still around? You know, I it just when you really start thinking about it there. what's being said, it's really it's nonsense. It's just what, what is system proof? How did Aaron Rodgers look the last couple of years with Mike McCarthy? Uh, well above average, but not great. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> still well great. above average. Yeah, of course. And now, now how does he look with Matt LaFleur? He's going to win his second MVP in a row. Yeah, probably. and he's like 38 or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. No, no, don't you know he's a jerk face? He is. <laughs> you, can, you can't vote for is. him. How dare you? Hub has taught us that we can't <laughs> vote for jerks. Yes. So Mitch Trubisky is going to win another MVP. Right. Or the MVP and the MVP by that. Yeah. No, um... I just the point you... I make with Rodgers is even the greatest players look better with better coaching. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know what Parkins is going for without hearing it. Um, the other thing from the press conference that I thought was just hysterical and awkward, I'm not mad about it, but good grief. 
was when they asked him about his job security and he's like you know the the, the board of directors Ownership. wants me to keep up with this role it's like Ownership. your family wants you to keep being the guy up here taking the darts to the face <laughs> and then when they're like how's virginia feeling about this and he's like oh she's very very upset it's like mama is very upset no 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 <laughs> no, no. Like, it was very it was very, very, very disappointed. Disappointed. Right. Disappointed. Even better. You're right. Thank you. And every, everyone felt that in their soul when when they said that because we've all felt that disappointment from your mother. You know. Yeah, like, that oh. was great. That was. Oh. Uh, was it? They were joking about that on the score. Like, I, who was it? I don't know. I think it was Spiegel, maybe. Joking about disappointing a Jewish mother. <laughs> well, for George, it'd be a Catholic mother, you know. Yeah, but just like for Spiegel, obviously. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm saying that yeah, it's just like parallels. the stereotypes I mean, are similar. Yeah. Granted, not every organization, I don't know if any others, have a matriarch, and it's incredible that she's 99. But 99. it's like only the bears would there be like, let's talk about your mother, George. Like, look, look, look here, Freud. I don't need to talk about mom. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. It's because they were all love when she was pissed off a few years back. Oh, yeah. That was and they amazing. They were hoping to get a quote like that. That was amazing. Virginia throwing stuff around in the suite. Just picturing that, you know, what that would look like. I still like her going down there with the cane and busting heads. That's, that's <laughs> still like what I want to have had. Yeah. Well, hey, how about we... Uh... Talk about names that the Bears have yes, already uh, requested to, to talk with. There's a couple GM names and a couple coach uh, names. I've, on the coach side, uh, the first one we saw was Leslie Frazier, which I could hear you across the states screaming, no. Yes, any of the Bears fans who heard that, it's like in Princess Bride. You know the movie? Oh, <laughs> where they when they kill him and everyone they hears hear him yelling scream. or whatever when they yeah. crank the machine up to max. <laughs> yeah, that was me. That was me. I, I, and it's nothing against the man personally. He's done a great job at Buffalo. It's because it's just totally uninspired for uh, the process. The process of hiring Leslie Frazier is thinking back, not forward. It's it's eighty five bears and defense and all the stuff that's gotten us nowhere to begin with. Well, that's what and I it has no plan for fields, which I can't say strongly enough. This hire isn't necessarily all about fields, but the coach and GM need to be able to articulate how they're going to develop him. And and you know what? Leslie Frazier's defense is finished in Minnesota when he was I the did. head coach. Thirty second, fourteenth, thirty first. Oh, weird middle year there. Hmm. Yeah. So I hate that idea for the thinking behind it and i just don't think he's an inspired choice at all i think he's the screaming definition of a ron turner north turner type where he's good as a coordinator do not give him the reins okay and yeah buffalo's defense is they're what top five defense right so clearly he is good at that at the yeah yeah it's just that's just not what the bears need it would have to come with a rock star offensive coordinator that he'd have to find and, and I still think getting a leader is the most important thing who can put together a killer staff. We, we broke that whole thing down mm-hmm. already. But 
I do think you run into a potential treadmill, whatever, where you're constantly having to recycle coordinators if you get a great one and he's not actually just the head coach. Another name I saw. Or you've got to have a head coach who absolutely can continually crush that hire. Yes. So pass on Leslie Frazier. Good man, does a great job with defensive coordinator. I have no interest in him as the head coach. Okay. Uh, another name floated across there was uh, Doug Peterson, who is not in the league right now, correct? Correct. So they didn't need to ask permission to talk to him, but they did want we to talk to him. about this back when he was at training camp. Mm. I was like, what's he doing there? He's friends with Nagy. I bet they interview him. <laughs> uh, better, but I don't know what to think. Because he, he's definitely made a couple quarterbacks play their best football under yeah. him. That has me very interested. What on earth was that last year at the end of the year? In Philly? Yeah. But he's got a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. I mean. He does. Not with I feel that. like this organization could do way worse than Doug Peterson. He wouldn't be my top choice. You? Yeah, agreed. But would that be a um... – would that create a possible locker room tension if the team's still struggling and, oh, I won with this guy before, I want to put Foles in a quarterback and sit the kid? Could be. Are they really going to go back to the Andy Reid tree? Good point. All right, Does start- Doug Peterson have the feel? I think Frazier might even, too. Do either of them have the feel of a, we definitely are interviewing this guy because we're sort of all supposed to check in on this guy? That's a fair point. And remember, the teams can tell you no right now. Doug right. Peterson will give you something to do this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the third name I've seen is Buffalo's Brian Dable, the other side of the ball. Fat and Nagy. Fat Nagy. <laughs> I like him best out of those three. Out of those three? Okay. All right. I've gone back and forth with him. I totally admit it was a tough eval, but I've looked into him uh, from the start of the year because I think Josh Allen has a lot, or Justin Fields has a lot of Josh Allen in him. The hero ball, the size and speed. Allen's obviously bigger, but not like, they're more similar than people may realize. Big arm, big guy that can run. Yeah. And probably always going to have a tendency to try to do too much hmm. and Dable has made or at least been one of the people that's helped make Allen a star that automatically piques my interest the big knock against him was he got away from the running game hmm. until recently hmm. yeah until recently I got the tweet why is that Brian Dable's last five games calling plays, 173 rushing yards versus the Bucks, nine a carry, 119 versus the Panthers, four and a half, 114 just over four versus the Patriots, 233 versus the Falcons, 170 versus the Jets. Here's what I like about this guy. He's coached under Belichick. He's coached under Satan, I mean Saban. <laughs> he's coaching right now of course under mcdermott this is not a one trick pony like naggy coming right from andy Reid. yeah okay. yeah and so i think he's a really strong candidate though i have no idea how he would be as a leader so again considering that to be one of the more important things 
I have to put that as a giant question mark. Mm -hmm. But he's absolutely the right kind of guy to be looking for if you want to, if you don't go previous coach. Okay. Like if you're not going with a previous head coach, he's probably at the top of my list of the no head coaching experience guys. Because he has lots of experience otherwise. Now, the uh, you mentioned earlier the Sean Payton thing ain't going to happen. It also looks like the always a uh, pipe dream. We just kind of were having fun with it, right? The pipe dream of Jim Harbaugh is not going to happen either. Well, there are now people saying that the Bears have requested Jeff Ireland for GM, GM, who's connected to Harbaugh, but I don't know if I trust the source. Harbaugh supposedly renegotiating with Michigan, like as yeah. we speak, and that's probably where the things are going with Harbaugh. However, it's right. also possible that he's using that threat to get NFL teams moving. That could be. but Unlikely. I, I mean, I think I, it's far more likely that he's doing Yeah, I think he wants to stay in Michigan, personally. But I'd still be all over the Harbaugh thing because he's sure. been very successful in the NFL and he knows how to put together staff. He's a little crazy. It'd be kind of fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Yeah. All right. On the uh, GM side, I don't know anything about any of these guys. So anything you want to throw in? Okay. Um, I can educate a bit. Two guys from Cleveland. One, the vice president of football operations, Quazy, 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 Adolfo Mensa. I don't As know if Nate puts it. If they hire him, I'm calling him Cam for his initials. <laughs> Cam. <laughs> All right, nice. Uh, also from Cleveland, the vice president of player personnel, Glenn Cook, and the uh, Indianapolis Colts director of college scouting, Morocco Brown. Do you know anything about any of those three guys? A little bit. I looked into them a little bit when each name came out, you know, okay. I put Google. Um, and then I saw Eric Lambert put together a Twitter thread with some bullet point highlights. Okay. Now, Eric Lambert's interesting because his Twitter's quite good. And his blog is horrible. <laughs> like, it's just a bunch of generic clickbait articles recapping things on Twitter. So that's my disclaimer there. But his, okay. his big, long tweet threads are really good. It's weird. I'm like, why is your blog not as good as your Twitter? Whatever. So Morocco Brown was with the Bears front office during the mid-2000s, which would mean when they didn't suck. <laughs> He's done both pro and college scouting. And he is great at finding offensive linemen. And that's been his claim to fame in Indy. Okay. That's a good candidate. All right. Okay. I like it. I don't know how to say his name any better than you. We'll call him Cam. Cam. I promise I will know it if he's hired. Uh, okay. He is an analytics specialist. Oh, that perks my ears, Chris, because the Bears are way behind in that. Mm. Get a GM in here and get a real analytics and research department. I'm all mm. ears. Played a major role, Lambert says, in the Niners Super Bowl run in 2019. And was a big part of a bunch of really successful Browns drafts. Remember, the Browns only fell apart because of whatever happened with Baker Mayfield this right. year. It's still a very good roster. Yeah, they Glenn were a Cook. favorite early on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He survived the Middle Ages in Cleveland <laughs> and the bubonic plague years, uh, was central to some good drafts as well, and has a deep history with the Packers. He knows well how they operate. Mm. More of a pro personnel than scouting guy. 
he would be third on the list here for me out of these three based on that much research, right? Okay. I like all these names, though. I like these better than most of the coach names. Those seem to have a little more teeth behind them than uh, what as when we got Ryan Pace out of uh, New yeah, Orleans. Yeah, because I, I think we all wanted Ballard, who's been good except for the Wench trade is an utter disaster. <laughs> they gave up a first for him. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Philly is going to the playoffs and getting their first-round pick. That's credit to Sirianni, man. I thought he was going to be a dolt from his opening press conference last year. But, uh Yeah. Eagles better than I thought better. for sure yep. um so that's that's just a decent that's a pretty good start to the GM search I think the other thing I want to make sure we point out is I still think it's important unless it's a Harbaugh type to get the GM then the coach because if you hire the coach then the GM you just screwed up the process again <laughs> unless it's a package deal kind of guy like Harbaugh mm-hmm. so I hope that's what happens here. Uh, another fun nugget for you from the Twitter machine. To the Twitter fun machine. fact from Kevin Fishbane. Okay. The emperor of fun facts. He's a great researcher, if you're not aware. Anyway, Brian Dable went to high school with Bill Polian. Oh, really? And, and uh, with sorry, with Bill Polian's son. Sorry, Bill Polian's son, Brian. You idiot! Brian, okay. My brain Brian, that, but yeah, okay. Brian Polian helped connect Dable with Nick Saban for his first gig, which was a graduate assistantship at Michigan State back in 1998. Hmm. So the point is, since many things are nepotistic, Dable has a connection to Polian. Who knows what that means moving forward in this whole thing, but it could be important. Yeah. Just an interesting nugget. I don't know what to make of it. We'll see. That is very interesting, yes. Um, there's been so much fun stuff on Twitter about this whole thing. A lot of people that I respect and like are basically saying, okay, I think I'm over the press conference. I do like most of the names we're hearing. Let's all calm down. So that's – I'm taking some solace from that. What okay. do you make of this whole thing now that we're a few hours removed from all the sort of anger at the press yeah, conference? Yeah, I think – you know, for me, someone said, oh, so the Bears are just betting on luck to find the right GM and head coach. Well, we're bound to get lucky one of these years, right? But isn't every, <laughs> yes. Isn't everyone? Isn't everyone to some extent doing that? You know what I mean? Like there, there how are many, no How many teams have an amazing process and they just keep on crushing it every time? Only three or four, mm-hmm. maybe? Yeah. And a lot of that's to the quarter, you know, due to the, who the quarterback is on the team yeah true i mean the ultimate example is to the north right to the north and to the northeast in the afc i would say so like i I don't know i was like come on everyone's gonna have to rely on some kind of luck so that that doesn't bother me if Um, it was a perfect process you wouldn't have five to seven openings every year and hey there's a good example of something where you know we were joking about how the Vikings game was like, man, we called that, right? There's when we got wrong. I did not think there would be this many openings already because some of these are such dumb firings. Yeah. We're back to the normal amount. I was wrong on that one. I can't believe Brian Flores got fired. Even though he yeah. botched the Tua situation, he's done a great job with everything else. 
You By the way, the I'd be interested if he. Can, I was just gonna say if want, he can give me a good plan for the QB position. You want the Bears? Yeah. He's a good coach. Mm-hmm. He's four and two against Bill Belichick. You go find me somebody else who has twice as many wins as losses against the old ball coach. Uh, Tom Coughlin. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, some more on Morocco Brown from Brian yes. Perez. Okay. He does uh, one of the NFL draft sites. He wants guys who are smart, fast, and physical. Okay. Yeah, you know, I feel like if you uh, you know, like... if you have guys who are smart, fast, and physical, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, that's kind of a generic. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Jacob Ifante says if you want the Bears to hire Harbaugh, Ireland is probably the best GM to do it. And that's really interesting if this rumor that they're going to interview Ireland is true. Mm. The whole country? Yes. How awesome would that be if the Irish were the Bears GM? Well, the McKeskies are Irish, right? That was Scottish. No, I think it's yeah. Irish because MC is Irish and MAC, Mac, is Scottish, I think. Oh, you might get like, right about that. So McCaskey is Irish, but if it was McCaskey, well, then maybe it'd be <laughs> Scottish. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that... I, am I thinking? Am I going to get canceled? We're going to no, get canceled. we're both going to get canceled. Okay, we, all right, good. Are we famous enough to be canceled? Surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those 15 people. Joke's on you. You just outed yourself as having nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got... Um, is there anything else you want to throw in to this? Uh, otherwise, I I thought it'd be fun to go over our NFC playoff predictions from before the season. Uh, no, I just fared. think it's, it's nice, like I said, to see some of the more analytically inclined accounts that we follow mm-hmm. saying, you know, George... Didn't knock that press conference out of the park. No, this is a good start to the batch of names. Okay. That yeah, helps. It, and I think the last thing I say. Breaths, and I say that to myself as much as it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, my final thought on that for now is the process of getting Pace and Negi, I don't have a problem with. My problem with them is that they held on to both of them too long. That bothers me more than how they got him, how they researched to get him. Yeah, maybe, you know, Pace, they thought, here's the next young, great guy. We're going to snag him before anyone else does, you know, a risky pick. They, okay. they might have hired both of them a year too early. Okay, yeah. Or two years too early or whatever. And the, the getting Matt Nagy, the thought behind it, I think, is right on. You, you got a guy who's going to – he just came out of, you know, where Patrick Mahomes was. He helped – decide for the team to pick Mahomes and yeah don't give up on that line of thinking just because Nagy didn't work out right so those those things but don't maybe get one with a little more experience actually calling plays in a couple different systems yes and it was by the end of the 2019 se- season and someone took a screenshot and sent it to me I was saying Nagy needs to go at the end of the 2019 season because we just needed Almost one more full season to say, ooh, yeah, this isn't working. You're a smart mother. And then it was two years. It fell apart. Four years later. It did. It did. Yeah. That was still a worse season to me than this one, even though I was excited for Fields. In 2019, we thought they were Super Bowl contenders. Yes. Yes. And then they lost. 202 and all that crap. Yes. And they lost. One other thing before we do the playoff thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brutal press conference today. People are talking about how it was even worse than last year. And I think the JD segue into chewing out the fans was maybe the worst out of any of the two. Yeah. But there was so much else that was worse last year. The losing streak as an asset. Did we get mm-hmm. the quarterback right? Do we have <laughs> enough wins? 
Well, I everything else is still worse. Yeah. But there was a lot done there today. But again, name's not too bad. Yeah. Okay. All right. So our playoff predictions. For some reason, I can't find our AFC. I only have our NFC ones here. But uh, mm. so let's just go through that. I don't know how that happened. We, um, user error. Let's call it that. Because <laughs> I took screenshots. <laughs> well, do I right know? Um, okay, here are, we were unanimous on the division winners. Okay, well, that the can't N- be good. The NFC East, we've got we both said Cowboys. Okay, the uh, NFC North, we both said Detroit. No, we both said Green Bay. Okay, NFC South, Tampa, and NFC West, we both said the Rams. And I believe all four of them were the winners, right. Hey, look at us go. Yeah, Tampa won the South, right? No one snuck in mm-hmm. Atlanta. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not too bad. Some not of those too are bad. Obvious, but still. Ah, they were four all pretty four. Nice. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's where we diverge a little bit. Here were my wild card picks. Are you ready? Hello. My first one. Seahawks. You suck, Chris. <laughs> Vikings. <laughs> You suck, Chris. Ditto. And then, no, I was kidding. <laughs> and because I'm a homer, Bears. Oh, for three. Sneak into that seventh spot. Yeah. All right. Now here are yours. You ready? Seahawks. Yeah. You idiot. I'm an idiot, Chris. <laughs> San Francisco. Thank you. Thank you. No, please, everyone. You're too kind. Help me, George Kittle. And the Saints. So I'm wrong on that one barely. Oh, you got the Saints one. Okay. I'm yeah. not a smart man. Yep. So you, uh, we, uh, we were all right in the division, but you had one of the wild cards correct. I had none, so I tip my cap to the the eminent archaeologist, the more <laughs> the educated of the, of the barely educated, educated preseason <laughs> playoff picks. What do I get? Uh, how about a T-shirt? You want a T-shirt? I'll oh yeah, t-shirt. I do. What? That's a new fancy shirt. What? A, perfect segue to that yeah um who's the biggest surprise playoff team uh arizona for me they're still pretty good last year i think philly oh good one yes especially because after that introductory press conference he didn't seem like he was going to be too good at the gig but pretty no, impressive he did not. <laughs> uh, and, and on that note let me also just remind everyone and myself included I need to tattoo it on my forehead and then take selfies the entire time I'm watching Bears press conferences. Don't freak out about press conferences. They always suck. <laughs> I can never remember this, except for actually the last two times Pace met, I didn't bother. Yeah. But I got to remember the owner ones suck too. It's just they're once a year. So you, you got to kind of got to listen. Mm-hmm. But so often they're just... A, absent of any meaning yes all right other thing i want to talk about the game last night oh boy holy cow was that some good theater you are referring of course to the uh San- excuse me los angeles chargers and the uh Oak- no geez i screwed up both teams <laughs> i was gonna do it the las vegas I was gonna do both of them to make fun of you and then you went ahead and did you suck chris yeah, <laughs> san diego of course yes <laughs> the Chargers and uh, uh, the 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 other uh, Raiders. Now the Raiders won. I got who? the St. Louis Browns by fifty <laughs> over the Portsmouth Spartans. Yeah, 
<laughs> Way to work with the joke. Thank you. Uh, wow. Yeah, the Chargers Raiders. I desperately wanted a tie. I'm very yeah. upset that instead of Justin Herbert, we get Ben Roethlisberger's corpse <laughs> in a playoff game <laughs> the against the Chiefs. I mean, that, that game, that's that's got to be the biggest line of any of the games this weekend. But, you know, it's a little early to see where that's going, yeah. but that game's going to suck, right? Yes. Yes, it, it would is. Be a, it would be a major upset if it was even close. Did you watch Ben throw recently? Is it throwing? <laughs> is that the motion? It's, shot putting a yeah, it's kind of like shot putting. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Phil Negro out there. Yeah, Mike Tomlin is amazing. I'm just gonna yes. put that out there. Yeah, I want the next Bears coach to be around for like 20 years, like every Steelers coach. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be yeah. amazing? Yes, it would. The st- and that's just because they're stupid and keep him forever because he's like, awfully good at it. And they're just like, well, we don't need to fire him. Yeah, that's the thing. He's good. Also, if we could have a 30-year run of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, that's another that official request that I have for the that football gods. But even still, like, would you say that McCarthy or uh, uh, LaFleur are a better coach than Tomlin? No way. No, Lafleur's often an amazing start, but we got to see him without Rodgers to really know what that kind is of coach he is, right? That is true. Yes, I think he's a bum. So, I don't all think right, see it. that's all I got. All right, take us home. All right, we thank you for listening to this episode of Barely Educated, where we celebrate and mourn the plight <laughs> of the Bears both, because well, that's just kind of what they do to us, right? You know where to find us on Twitter at barely underscore educated. You can find us at Buy Me a Coffee. We have newly designed, much improved t shirts. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, we will be back, I think, later in the week for a playoff preview and to see what's come up in the uh, search for the next Bears leaders because there's yeah. going to be more news probably by the time we all wake up tomorrow. Yeah, we could. We could know by the end of the week or early next week, or maybe not until after this. We'll get more names between now and when we record later this week, at the very least. So we will see you guys again probably Friday. Until then, stay safe, stay sane. Try not to freak out until there's official word. I'm not an idiot. You're fired. Didn't you get the memo? You're fired. I'm fired, aren't I? Oh, you think? I think he's a bum. How dare you, sir? Matt Nagy. You're fired. I f***ing love the bears.